0: yo what's going on guys and we are live guess what happened donovan mitchell just got traded unbelievable right and the, the crazy part about all of this is the fact that so much has gone on okay basically the deal was lowry marketing colin Sexton, and ochai Baji, three unprotected picks with two pick swaps the picks are basically 2025 2027 2029 are unprotected and then 2026 and 2028 are pick swapped. Colin Sexton gets a four year $72 million deal, basically what he wanted. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. So it kind of threw a wrench into our plans. So Donovan Mitchell is a Cleveland cavalier. What's your thoughts on that? And yeah, I think it's it's pretty, pretty crazy, right? Hello, Ciro. Hello
1: wanted to squeeze in a hello um dude it was a great trade i just got out of the gym and i saw it and i was like woo, woo,
0: woo. yeah i was eating panda after the gym when i saw it oh
1: sounds good but doesn't
0: pa- yeah
1: panda doesn't panda hit huh what, what were you gonna say about panda
0: no panda slaps
1: oh yeah yeah Uh, So, first off, the Utah Jazz have done a phenomenal job. Laurie Marketing, Colin Sexton, Jared Vanderbilt, Oche, THT, Stanley Lee, Malik Beasley, Walker Kessler, Balmoro, seven first-round picks, three pick swaps. It's not over yet. I hope the Bulls are on the phone right now saying, hey, Clarkson and Bogdanovich for whatever the frick you want. Why is there a fly down here? Jesus. The Cleveland Cavaliers. So, I was thinking about this while I was hooping today. The Cleveland Cavaliers, too. They, they did this so well. Like, they were competitive last year until everybody got hurt. And we were talking about the Knicks yesterday, and I was saying that the Knicks, like, I don't think Mitchell really does enough for them. However, if the Knicks had done this when they made the playoffs and had that crazy year, you know, when Julius Randle just won most improved, like, that's when they should have done a trade like this. Cleveland, you either had to figure out, like, you know, all right, Agbaji is nice, Laurie's nice, Sexton's nice, but all of those guys are replaceable, especially with Oche, like, you know, all right, we got to wait a couple of years for him to develop. You know, Laurie's a great basketball player, but he's replaceable. Same thing with Colin Sexton. He probably wasn't going to be in Cleveland long-term anyways, so you went out there and you got a star to pair with your rising stars in Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Darius Garland. Than the Cleveland Cavaliers, as far as I'm concerned, they're a championship threat now.
0: No, yeah, no, this is definitely was not basketball. Yeah, I, I I'm about to take my basketball class again next year. But no, I same thing happened to me. It seemed like we were all doing something. I literally just came back from playing basketball at the rec, and I was eating, and I heard my phone buzz, and I saw I had ten mess ten notifications on Twitter, ten fucking mm-hmm. notifications. I was like. Holy fuck. Something went down. And when I looked at this, I first saw when they originally sent this, I think it was either they said Lowry marketing. It basically was, you know, Donovan Mitchell was traded. And when I started reading, I was like, holy shit, the Cavs didn't give up much. They got a rookie that wasn't on the team last year, Lowry marketing, which he was a good part, but he wasn't, you know, a huge piece. He was a good part of it. And, colin sexton who was just going to be here for another year and one could argue they don't have they lost three draft picks but that was only three draft picks they lost they didn't give much
1: yeah when i think about the draft picks i look at a team like the milwaukee bucks who gave up three to get Drew holiday yeah you know what did it turn out to i mean first off no issues they are still good a rookie isn't gonna if you're a contending basketball team a rookie offers me nothing so cleveland's like all right, we're going to be competitive for the next three seasons. So we're not even going to be looking that much into the draft anyways. If anything, we're going to be trading these picks at some point in time for role players or whatever. This is what I want Houston to do. This is what Detroit's going to do. This is what all the rebuilding teams are looking for right now. you got your guy. You have Evan Mobley. You have Darius Garland. All right, now we got to make a big-time splash. And when you got a guy like Donovan Mitchell, whose value is just decreasing by the day as we get further into summer – I mean, they pounced on it, and this is so awesome. You know, I I know this was like a rumor. I know, like, sometimes Cleveland would come up in this, but we were talking about Knicks, 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 Knicks. Like, you know, Sean to Cleveland, and they're just not messing around, and I, I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: Well, I made a video a few days ago because it was reported that Cleveland had withdrew themselves from trade talks, that they had pulled themselves out of the running. But – on the whole, what we're gonna talk about right now, I said that both teams won the trade. A the, the Cavs won the trade because they didn't give up too much. They gave up, you know, Colin Sexton, who was gonna be gone in a year. They gave up Lowry Marketing, who he really was their fourth or fifth option scoring wise, and Donovan Mitchell coming here, you know, gets gets rid of, you know, re is better than Colin Sexton and Lowry Marketing combined times double. Donovan Mitchell gives you more. And Ochai, the team's still good without Ochai, and he's a rookie. So, then the picks, like you said, they're going to be competitive. Why I give the Jazz as winners of the team is the Jazz, even without Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, and I guess Jordan Clarkson, and potentially Malik Beasley, this team is starting to have an identity. This team is long, this team can shoot threes and this team is young the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz now have on their roster Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler. Also, Yudoka Azimbuki and Ochai are reunite former KU teammates, you know.
1: Maybe two combined busts will equal to a solid role player.
0: But right, Ochai, they're both not going to be busts. At the very least Yudoka, he hasn't gotten a, he has he hasn't got an opportunity cuz of Rudy Gobert and plus health. Yudoka is going to be fine. It's either he's going to be a solid backup center or he's going to be a solid, you know, starting center. I don't think he'll ever be an all star. He'll just be like solid. But if you just look at it, now they have, if we exclude Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jordan Clarkson, Taylor Horn Tucker, we're going to exclude Rudy Gay, Nik- Nikhil Alexander Walker, Jared Vanderbilt, Simone Fontacchio, Walker Kessler, Balamaro, Stanley Johnson, Yudoka Azimbuki, Jared Butler, Johnny DeJuzang, okay. Add in Ochai, and Sexton. They're basically like what, thirteen deep?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I, I think right now, if I'm Utah, I, I mean, you're kind of trying to pull like almost uh, a Detroit or a, a Houston. Not all of these players are stars.
0: Oh, not no, but- all of
1: these guys are going to work out so you gotta i'd use this season to figure out do we have any do we have any franchise guys here or do we have any rising superstars or any sorry rising stars and then you go into this year's draft you go into the next couple of drafts with all your first round draft picks and um and we could even trade up with all this young talent and all your assets so now now it's up to utah to just find your your franchise guy i don't think their are franchise guys on the team right now and i would imagine they feel the same way but now you can, can go talk? from there.
0: So I'm going to throw at you some names, okay? And you tell me which one you feel the highest about. First off, Colin Sexton and Larry Colin, I I could see Colin being the type of guy that he could be an all-star once or twice, but I don't ever see him being like a perennial all-star. But he could be the type of guy that he just puts up like astronomical scoring stats for the Utah Jazz and then has like a really big fan voting. But I think let me throw out you some names. Taylor Horn Tucker, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Jared Vanderbilt, Walker Kessler, Leandro Balamaro, Jared Butler, Ochai Abaji, and Yudoka Azimbuki. Out of those guys, who are you, I guess, the highest? On,
1: Oh, Taylor Horn, for
0: sure. You think?
1: It's not even close. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's close at all. Taylor's, Taylor showed me so much. Los Angeles should have gotten rid of him years ago because even as much potential as there can be with him, I mean, he just didn't really ever have a per- – he just should have been gone a long time ago. I mean, three games left, regular season, you know, Golden State's, they don't have Steph Curry in that game. Um, you're already locked into the playoffs, so you know, Golden State's not playing for much. But if you can drop 40 on the soon-to-be champs, just like Kevin Porter Jr. did a couple of years ago uh, against Milwaukee when they went on to win it and he dropped 50, you know, those those guys are going to be talented. So to me, I think it's going to be Taylon. Not that any of those guys are bad, but I'm just a big Taylon supporter.
0: So for me, I think... The two guys that I'm the highest on are, and it's just because I'm biased. First off, I'm higher on Simon Fontecchio than Leandro Balmaro, but I think Balmaro, both of those guys, Fontecchio, he's a small forward, but he played shooting guard at six freaking, what, he's 6'10 almost? Six, six, nine. And he's a solid all around game. Off ball, great. He can score outside and inside. But he's more of an outside guy because, you know, he struggles with post play due to the lack of upper body strength. But he's quite athletic and he's only 26. And he's a guy who he's from my family's hometown, Piscata. And this past year, he averaged 12 points a night, one and a half steals, two and a half assists, almost five rebounds on 43 percent from deep and 47 and a half in just 26 minutes a night. And the year before, he shot 38 percent from three. And I think he could come in and be like a Danilo Gallinari type guy, just scoring low 20s. I don't think he'll be an all-star, but I think he could be a 20 points per game scorer. And then Leandro Balamaro, I think he could come out and kind of develop into – he's a little harder to gauge because I think he could be a similar player to Josh Giddy, but not like on Josh Giddy's level, maybe like a – a tier below josh giddy but a similar player to josh giddy where i think his only struggle right now is the three-point shot but he's a he's a great defender one through three he can handle the rock he can pass with the best of them he's kind of a point wing and really it's just a question of if he hits that three-point shot he just has a very similar play style of like if you want to say like a combination of josh giddy manu ginobili and like tomas danarowski put together his worst comes worse he's Michael carter williams but Nothing.
1: Busts. Sorry.
0: Fuck you. You got... uh, So with the Cavs, what's their ceiling? Championship. If Ricky Rubio comes back healthy, sooner than expected, and he... He comes back and he's playing the same way he was before he got injured, okay? And he's carrying the second unit, and whenever they need defense, they're able to put Ricky Rubio in. And people forget that Ricky Rubio was, like, not shooting well from the field. It was really defensively. He was averaging, like, one and a half steals the night and dishing out, like, seven assists while grabbing, like, four boards. He was just doing everything. I think Ricky Rubio's health – will – their defense. Because I think Donovan Mitchell, if he tries, he can be a good defender. He has six, nine arms. I just don't think Darius Garland could ever be like an elite defender. I think when they need defense, you put in Rubio and you put Garland on the bench and you run Rubio-Mitchell. Sometimes in the fourth, to close. You you get what I'm saying?
1: No. (laughs) Not even a little bit. (laughs) Why would I – Take the best player on my team or second best player on my team on the bench in the final minutes of the game.
0: Cause you have two six foot guards. So you put in Rubio, who's like 6'3, 6'4, and like one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And that's why you choose either you leave Mitchell or Garland next to him to keep the scoring and the shooting. So then Rubio can helm the opposing's best guard, opposing team's best guard in crunch time a lot more effectively than Garland or Mitchell could. And that way you throw out, you know, this way you can run Rubio, Mitchell slash Garland, Akuro Mobley, and Allen in, you know, in tight games where you're trying to hold on to the lead. Like let's say it's a five-point game, last three minutes, you want to keep the lead. Throwing Rubio in there to close the game out because you know Rubio's just going to clamp the opposing defender. Like Rubio is one of the best defensive guards in the league and has been for his career. This guy's basically averaged two steals a night for his career. You know, like, unreal how good Ricky Rubio is defensively. Defensive rating of 107.4 for his career. Last year with the Cavs, he had 108.5. He's like had 103, 101 seasons defensive ratings. All right. You put Ricky Rubio out there. That's like what Rubio is known for. He closes games.
1: It's probably the dumbest thing I could think of. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) with Mason here.
0: Ruby, I would is you
1: a, take the second best player on your basketball team in any situation ever. You could have a 50 point lead. Darius Garland is not coming out of that basketball game. That's why you have the that's why you have the twin towers. That's why you have Evan Mobley. That's why you got Jared Allen. That's why you got Isaac Okoro. Donovan Mitchell is a perfectly capable and suitable. Darius player.
0: Garland almost has just as bad as a defensive rating as Trey Young.
1: And so, okay, so then that's perfect. I'm glad you set me up for this home run. If the Atlanta Hawks are up five points, like the situation you just said, but I have Delon Wright on my bench, why in any way, shape, or form would Delon Wright come in for Trey Young? That's just would never you know what I'm saying? Like even even as good as Ricky Rubio is, that's not his role on the team. You can't take a rising star, a superstar onto the bench in any in any Spot ever, in as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's like, would you take Steph Curry out just because they're beating the Celtics by five points?
0: I mean, that you had a good point right there, but let me. All right, here, I'm going over to NBA.com has this little thing where they do their lineups. I'm trying to find it out. Uh, NBA, NBA.com has like lineups. All right, right here, lineups, advanced stats. So if we go into regular season and we go to the Cleveland Cavaliers their best defensive lineup let's look at it one second okay with actual playing time together damn some of the, the you want to hear what their best defensive lineup through oh that's four games never mind what's a minimum amount of minutes we should do? Let's do a hundred minutes at least. Okay. Their best lineup with at least a hundred minutes of last year. Damn, this is taking a little bit longer than one would have supposed. Right here, the best defensive lineup was Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Dwayne, Isaac, Isaiah Curl, Isaac Curl, and Evan Mobley. And in that defensive lineup, they were they had a net rating. Okay a net rating in that lineup of 22.4, which means they had basically were 22 points better than, you know, between defense and offense, <laughs> like than opposing teams. So with that said, my question is, is maybe I'm wrong about Darius Garland, but I just Donovan Mitchell. Who is he his whole career no? Uh I think he's had I think the last two years he hasn't been good defensively. Like like I think it's just the lack of trying. Like he's struggled, but you are right. He rookie year 105. So basically every year he's gotten kind of worse defensively. Rookie Maybe year you know
1: who else has that you told you has.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that's another good point. So, rookie year, 105. Second season, 107. Last three years, he's basically been 111. With 2020-21, he went down to 110. So, I'm taking that. Yeah, so he's not a terrible defender, that the way Twitter makes it seem like. But one could argue that like his defensive ratings better is skewed due to the fact that he played on a team that – you know, covered up his defensive shortcomings with Rudy Gobert. And you're going to say he has Jared Allen and Evan Mobley to help him out there. I think I I have no fear with if you run lineups of a Kuro. You know what I want to see? Rubio, Mitchell, and Garland on the floor at the same time. You run Rubio kind of like a wing, Mitchell and um, Garland. Three guards. You remember how the Thunder used to do with Schroeder, Shea, and Chris Paul?
1: I'm sure we'll see some of that for sure.
0: And, yeah, I think a Rubio, Mitchell. I know it's super small, but then you have Garland – not Garland, Evan Mobley and Allen there because we know they're going to run Allen, Mobley, and Akuro with Mitchell and Garland because that just works out well. We, You and I are both fans of Akuro. We both expect him to take the jump. Hmm. And at least – if he doesn't take the jump, he just gives you the defensive and, like, athleticism to finish plays.
1: Yeah, if he's shooting, especially if he's shooting at 44%, like he was second half of the season from downtown, I mean, he's a legitimate.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, is people are going to be like, well, he wasn't shooting many. I think we looked at it, and it was, like, two a night he was shooting yeah, at twenty four. percent Yeah, he's was shooting plenty.
1: He's not, not going to go out in a normal game even and just take six threes.
0: No. But I think we both think he could be kind of like – he could develop into a player that's like the Andre Iguodala light version. I just but think yeah. – I I can't – I don't want to say he's the next Andre Iguodala just because that's a, a tall, tall order to say about our curl. But like, you know, like the light version. You know, the – Phil the Andre Iguodala on the Philadelphia 76ers. That guy yeah, was a beast.
1: That, he was a beast right away. It's – um. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Isaac's gonna be in a role where he's not even gonna really need to I mean he he only took what I got here. He only took last season six point four attempts per game.
0: From the field? General.
1: Yeah. Well he actually shot thirty-five percent from downtown because of his forty-four percent second half rating. So I mean he was dude, he was Mr. Efficiency. Eight and a half points. Is giving he's giving you a almost a great steal cutter. A game. He's a great yeah, he's transition greater, Great off ball. He's shooting almost fifty-two percent from the field, forty-four point two percent from downtown. So he's not even going to really have to do. You know they're not going to be relying on him to be scoring all these points, which is essentially kind of what he did last season. Was yeah, he'll have he'll go single digits, and then he'll have a game where he is. 16 points per game – or, sorry, 16 points that night. You know what I'm saying? It'll be like six, six, 15, yeah. seven, I think, eight, 12.
0: I think they just need Isaac Okoro to kind of ease into, like, a role that Mikhail Bridges is in. Because Mikhail Bridges is, like, the fourth scorer for the Suns, arguably, because it goes, I believe – maybe Chris Paul might be the fourth scorer, but really it goes in the totem pole, Devin Booker, DeAndre and Chris Paul, then Mikhail Bridges. And I think that's kind of how you have to look at it here. It should go, you know, Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Akuro, Allen, you know.
1: Yeah, and but- we'll see. We'll see as the season goes on. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Rubio's in some closers. I wouldn't be surprised if LaVert, Dean Wade, Lamar Stevens are in some closers. Um, They're just – you're going to be able to get really – creative out here and there that's a great problem to have so i'd lock him in for a home seed playoff
0: let's see jay cole's coming to my college
1: oh really
0: yeah jay cole is we have late night have you, you remember the scandal a few years ago when snoop dogg performed here and he had strippers come down and shoot money that's no, that's sick Yeah, my freshman year. I didn't go, dude. I didn't know it was happening. They have – so every year to kick off the basketball season, we have a concert at Allen Fieldhouse here at KU. And my freshman year – last year they had run DMC. Fuck that. And everyone was pissed. But my freshman year, I went and got drunk somewhere else because people were like, oh, it's not going to be that lit. And, yeah, they brought out a bunch of strippers dressed up in KU cheerleader outfits, and they were stripping down like poles – like, in our basketball court, and then, like, going around with money guns, shooting $100 bills at KU students while Snoop Dogg, like, put on a show. Like, I heard it was, like, dope as fuck. This year, J. Cole's coming.
1: Oh, that's sweet. I like that a yeah. lot more.
0: So, yeah, we're having J. Cole come this year. I just found out. You see,
1: cool. well, This is not music-related. I was just gonna say, um, one day it'll come out that Leonardo DiCaprio's gay, and I just want to, on record, say that.
0: That you knew. Yeah. yeah. You want to see something before we go to the next? Yeah, like, yeah, dude, rocking news! I actually am so dope to see J. Cole. I've never seen him, but I'm stoked. So, because I'm part of the journalism school, check this out. These are my parking passes they gave me, but. Um, I'm working. I got on-field access, free meals, and press box and uh, press conference.
1: Oh yeah, for just basketball or football, everything. This
0: oh, I got basketball too, but this they gave me the tickets this year for football.
1: That's football. Hell yeah,
0: that's awesome. Game one, game two.
1: Who's their big? They got Texas at home this year, or any?
0: Um, any big okay, it's big game right here. Let me look. Okay, so TCU. Oklahoma State Texas T- uh oh. Friday all Tennessee Tech. Oh, guess what's guess what's game 2? Yeah, guess okay. G- game 1 is Tennessee Tech. Game 2, guess what it is? Your beloved Duke. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Duke <laughs> Duke thing. right here. <laughs> Duke right here. Uh game 3 is Iowa State. Game 4 is I hate to tell you Aaron, but the
1: Cavs just overtook the Hawks today.
0: Yeah, to um, it to you. possibly. Game four is TCU. Possibly, yeah.
1: I don't know Game... too much about college football. I don't know if TCU is
0: going to be good. They're always usually pretty good. This is the best, though. The The home finale is against Texas. Yeah, that's freaking sweet. Yeah, and I get free meals. Enjoy it
1: while it la- Oh, you're a senior, but enjoy it while it lasts before they get the hell out of there. Huh. Just like every other Big 12 team.
0: Now nah, everyone's coming to the Big 12. We are talking, and it looks like KU is going to get uh, – not KU, the Big 12 is going to get Arizona State, Arizona, uh, Utah, and I believe either Colorado or Washington. And then if that happens, it's rumored that Oregon State could come, um, and Oregon might just go by themselves to the Big 10. We'll take Oregon State. And everyone is expecting that – once all these schools come to the Big Twelve, Colorado is just gonna submit and be like, "All right, we'll come with," because Big Ten doesn't want Colorado.
1: My issue is all those teams suck except Utah. Like, is Oklahoma, Texas, are they all get? Are they trying? Aren't they trying to get out? Or Oklahoma, trying to, trying Oklahoma,
0: and Texas out? are going to the SEC, but we That's already brutal. we are we already replaced them. We replaced them with, with Cincinnati. Oregon State. No, we already. Cincinnati? Cincinnati, Univers- get. uh Houston, University of Central That's uh F- UCF, University of Central Florida, and we also got uh BYU. Yeah, those are solid. We yeah, isn't that great? We got basically now
1: I mean, yeah, it'll you like you guys will probably miss Texas a lot just because of like
0: Texas hasn't um had a winning record in 6 years, 7 years. But they but I know but they're Texas. I know, but <laughs> We're losing Texas and Oklahoma. We got Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, which is the biggest school in America. It has over 100,000 school students, and they've had a winning record, I believe, like the last six years, and BYU, bro. And now we're going to probably get Utah. Um, Utah would be nice. Utah, Arizona, U of A, and we're also going to get, I believe, either Colorado or Washington, and then either Oregon schools. Washington would be cool. I think. I think at this point we'll solidify ourselves as the third best conference. Like we'll we'll be right behind the Big Ten and the SEC, but we'll be better than the ACC and all the other. We'll be the third best football conference with our with a few. Like we'll be the only other conference besides the big 10 and sec to have ranked members basically the acc is going to be sucked the sec and the big 10 and the big 12 are going to be the top three dogs with technically the other two being the top top dogs with us being like better than the rest but not as good as the top dogs but like you know i hate this so much i hate it so much just keep it as
1: it is man <sighs>
0: money Yeah, it's annoying. So, all right. I think we're done with the Cavaliers talk. We've spent 30 minutes on that shit. All right. So right here, which you choose. DeAndre Hunter and John Collins needs to step up this season. Will Joel Embiid win an MVP ever and can Philly win it all with the current roster or We pull up an article by The Athletic, way too early preseason 2023 NBA mock draft.
1: My rankings are that one, Joel Embiid, and then the Hawks last. Hopefully we run out of time by then.
0: Okay, so okay, so you want to do way too early? I spent
1: all offseason berating DeAndre Owner and John Gall,
0: (laughs) And I don't want to change it. It's a sense. (laughs)
1: Like right, let me pull something up there. Wow, it's September 1st. That's cool. Basketball's a month away. Over a month, but
0: is that training, a lot? Camps, training or... camp's a month away? <laughs> I hate oh, you, I'm man.
1: giving away I'm giving away 28 bucks to somebody who has PayPal today.
0: 28 dollars? Is that all yeah, anyone... that's in your bank account? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyone
1: in the chat have PayPal? I thought it was going to get us more viewers, but I just checked that we have four. We have four. Uh.
0: (laughs) So what we're doing right here is a way – shout out The Athletic for this because we're also going to go way quicker because last time we spent 35 minutes fucking on one article and that was fucking dreadful, okay? And here we're just going to go real quick. We're What we're doing right here and this way we can clip it into a 10-minute nice little video is this is – We are reacting to the Athletics 2023 NBA draft. I keep up a little bit closer with the draft than Jackson does. But even at this point, we're a little farther out than I. Like, I I know the names, but I'm not doing my full research yet. So let's run through it. The draft order is just an expectation of the worst teams in the NBA. Let's get right into it. With the first pick, the Oklahoma City undertake, Victor Wembenyama. He switched clubs from ASBL to Metro bulletins 92 we all know what he is he's basically rudy gobert who has the athleticism of Giannis, while having the shooting ability of christoph porzingis
1: it's absolutely crazy yeah Vic is at least 7'5. 5 five i've seen some stuff saying he's seven six i thought he was seven three i don't know he's definitely 7'5 five as far oh as right here to my it's knowledge
0: a, you're right you're right. It says right here he's about 7'2". He, I, he might have grown even a bit more. But... I am
1: telling you, this guy's 7'5 right now at least. That, that's how crazy it is. I've been doing a lot of film on Vic, and he, this man, holy cow, dude. Sometimes he'll – dude, this guy will pull up from like Steph and Trey level downtown, and, what and don't... it's the – he'll make a decent amount. I think he only shot like – I think he shot like 29% from downtown last that's year. That's why but... he
0: transferred clubs. He wanted so more he... opportunity. The,
1: the issue with him shooting all these long threes is his legs just aren't there yet. Like, he would always just barely be short, and it's it's just absolutely crazy. He has – like, when he's crossing dudes up, he gets low down there. The way he can move and, like, distort his body mid-shot is absolutely – I can't even – it's uncomparable to me. And, I mean, this guy, if he, if he is just healthy enough in his NBA career, he will be – a superstar at every point. He's just got to get a little bit more muscle on his legs, but he's on cat.
0: I agree with that. Next up, Scoot Henderson. He's the next big name to go on the G League night. But if we know anything about G League night with the top guys, I believe who was the last top guy? It was. But it was Jalen Green the top guy, or was it Kaminga? I think Kaminga was higher ranked. Kaminga kind of fell in the draft. So if anything, either Scoot Henderson is going to stay top dog, or he might, you know, suffer a Jaden Hardy fall. I'm just kidding. I think this guy's going to be great. He has great size. I I my problem with Scoot Henderson is we need to see him shoot well from three. The guy could not hit a shot. Twenty one point six percent from three last year. Yeah, but he shot really well from the free throw line
1: at 62 maybe he's still growing as well 17 last year i think he's still 18 right now he played already
0: he played last year for the ignite team averaging 14 5 and 4 Uh-oh. yeah against 17 it's only two years turners old is,
1: it's just unreal so he'll definitely be good but if he doesn't improve his three point shot maybe he might fall a little bit cuz at 62 he definitely can't shoot 21 and from downtown but he's going to be a good player to me yeah
0: and like, yes, he's averaged two steals a night. We just I think I just want to see him continue to be like he's shown, you know, good stuff on defense. I just would like to see a little bit more dog in him on defense besides that. But he, he's been really good and he's going to have a second year playing pro ball. This is a guy who's been flying up. I did not know his name until recently. Cam Whitmore, six foot six wing out of Villanova, 18 years old. Supposedly, he's big, physical, uses his length and strength and athleticism well, 220 pounds already, and he plays well on the defensive end. And on top of that, he's supposedly a good shooter and he knows how to move. He makes the right passing reads, right plays, he can create his own shot. And there are some explosiveness concerns athletically, but supposedly, he's a guy to watch this year. I don't know enough about him, but I definitely want to see more. I really like the idea of a six foot six, 220 pound build wing because that's kind of what anthony edwards was build was coming into the nba especially coming out of villanova you know he's going to be fundamentally sound
1: yeah villanova guys kind of tweak me out and um, i definitely won't be watching villanova basketball this year and i don't know who this is so
0: i disqualifying myself disqualifying
1: yourself I, w- I can't watch villanova basketball it's just like kansas like
0: No, I I think Villanova is a bit more boring than Kansas because they're just literally the most fundamentally sound basketball. Well, okay, if you're a basketball purist and you love like fundamentally sound basketball, little turnovers, a bunch of team play, you love Villanova basketball. Like you watch that and you're like, this is the right way to play. This is how every team should be playing. Everybody, the ball is moving, guys are, you know. Oh, if you don't have the ball, you're cutting, you're always in motion. Like Villanova basketball is fundamentally well-coached basketball. But I can understand if you're a person who likes exciting basketball, it's a bit boring. I don't think Kansas basketball is boring. I just think Kansas basketball is a bit slower, and you just have to – if you don't – like it's a lot more physical. So let's move over to the next one, Nick Smith. Okay. I fell in love with Nick Smith this past year. I didn't know who he was until I was playing 2K. And, you know, like how you download the rosters on Miley or my NBA. And he would always be a draft pick. I would always, you know, if I didn't have the top pick, I would always try to trade up for like a, a top 10 pick to get Nick Smith. And I started looking into him. and Oh my God. First off, I'm, I'm loving what Arkansas is doing down there. Plus I've been to Arkansas and they got a great facilities down there, but this guy is a, shooting guard with point guard like skills he's a guard but he's big enough to play the wing because he has a six foot ten wingspan at six five he's probably going to grow a bit more and probably be a six foot six wing by the time he comes in and he's a guy that i think and he's also playing next to anthony black i think at the very least his floor is being like what we think quinn grimes could be you know just a guy who can make good passes put the ball on the you know on the on the floor. And create his own shop, but I really think Nick Smith could develop into, you know, a two-way version of a Zach Levine. Oh, Man. Murray! Like I guess, yeah, like a yeah,
1: DeJonte. 6'10 wingspan.
0: This is, you know, what I'm about to say: a combination of Zach Levine and Dejounte Murray. The defensive, so like uh, a
1: really good Tailin Horn Tucker.
0: Shut the fuck up
1: with with, uh, either of those two guys' skill sets. What like I want from Taylor Horton (laughs) Tucker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, but like he has the, the, the ball handling ability and the defensive ability of DeJounte Murray while having that scoring and dog mentality of Zach Levine with that athleticism. And if you put them together, that's what Nick Smith could potentially be. And I'm, I'm honestly, I don't get why Nick Smith isn't high. I would take Nick Smith over Scoot Henderson. Well. If 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 he flourishes in the way that we expect him to at Arkansas.
1: I'm glad Arkansas sports are back.
0: Didn't Derek Whitehead recently get hurt? Yeah, he did get hurt.
1: Damn.
0: Derek Whitehead out indefinitely with a foot injury. And he was the number two top recruit. He underwent a successful procedure two days ago and he will play this fall timeline for his return has not been laid out. So at six foot six. Okay. So I don't know much about Derek Whitehead besides that. I know he was one of the top prospects. He can jump out the gym and that he seems like he's kind of like one of those attack scoring guys. The uh, the problem is, I've heard that you know his shooting ability, like his shooting wise, he's not the best. But you know he's going to Duke, so he's going to be a lottery pick regardless.
1: Mm-hmm. His player um, comparison is Bradley Beal.
0: Really, really? So a bigger, a way bigger Bradley Beal.
1: I mean, he's only six four.
0: Bradley Beal. As well
1: as, I I have Derek Whitehead at six four.
0: They have him right here at 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Bradley Beal, I think Bradley Beal, if you're being nice, is 6'4". I think he's 6'3", to be honest. Yeah, he's 6'3". So, okay. I mean, I can get behind him being Bradley Beal. I was just asking you. You're the Duke fanboy, so.
1: Dude, do you want to hear about the Nick Smith comparison? No. Gilbert Arenas.
0: I don't see that. That's just oh. a bad take. That's a bad take. Gilbert Arenas is, like, six foot, bro. And Gilbert Arenas was, like, the quickest basketball player known to man. Like, not, like, speed-wise. He was just literally lightning quick. Six, four. What? Okay, you, I'm going to say NBA players look a lot bigger now because they're going back to wearing shorter shorts. When they wore those long, nice. when when they wore those long ass shorts, dude, where the shorts were going past to like their mid calf, dude, guys like Gilbert Arenas was literally, yeah, Thomas Perry Arenas quick on the draw. He would literally Gilbert Arenas would do this crossover so quick, and then he would just pull up, and you it would be like this, and you'd be like, I thought he was still crossing over, and he had already shot it. It's like AI. Yeah, that's another guy that kind of basketball. The only guy who kind of still does that in the NBA is Kyrie. That style of play. I love watching Kyrie. Yeah. So let's go over here. Indiana Pacers have. So there's. Are you into the Osar and the Amon twins? They're like six, seven with like seven foot wingspans. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thomas Ferry, you're funny with a gun. But supposedly weren't these guys – I think they have. So they have at the Indiana Pacers and the Sacramento Kings going back-to-back picks with the Osser and Amon twins. Wow. Yeah. This will be a big year for both of them. Yeah, what's crazy – Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. No, uh, overtime elite. And supposedly – Osar is more of the natural wing. He's like the off ball. He can shoot it. He plays well defense. And then supposedly Amon is more of the the passer. He's kind of like a you know, I think Amon comes off as a longer probably Joshua Primo. And Osar comes in kind of more like a uh, a younger and higher big, higher ceiling ochai.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know too much about these guys, uh, except neither of them can shoot yet. And,
0: what um, did, what they average? Osar and Amman. I mean, I like both of those Pacers.
1: No Oscar
0: I think Osar would be a perfect fit next to Benedict Mather and Christy and Arte. True. And Tyrese Halberton. Yeah. Wow. Wow, like Amon over here. Imagine him, Keegan Murray, and Davion Mitchell.
1: Wow, this one, uh, Hoopsype has Oster at four. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, this is large. So, we're going to go a little bit quicker. Keontae yeah. George. Keontae George is a dope guy. I like him. He's going to Baylor. You know going to Baylor, he's going to be a good defender, and he's going to be able to score. Plus, he dropped 37 points against the Canadian team in the under-23 game. I like him. I think he's a guy to keep your eye on. He could be a scorer. Now, nine, you got Kasten Wallace from Kentucky. Dude, I think he's going to fall. Every year, the guards from Kentucky literally (laughs) go in the 20s. So, this is bullshit. Wallace is not being drafted at nine. Yeah. Dude, Derek Lively, what's your thought? You're the Duke (sighs) fanboy. Don't let him go to my favorite team. This
1: guy's good. He's good.
0: Is he is he big? Is he a shooter? He's fucking or is... ginormous, dude. He is really? ginormous. Yeah. So do you think he climb up the draft board and be a, a potential a potential top five pick?
1: We'll see, because I have a feeling he's gonna get like I'd predict at least two and a half blocks a game for him. And uh, we'll see with his scoring. We'll see with the Duke offense, too. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he'll be a
0: top-ten pick. So you're saying um, he's – the defensive side, He he's phenomenal defensively, but he's kind of somewhat limited offensively? I don't – what do they have him as? Like a like maybe a, an eight in college is a good they, comparison. They say this: he's a monster rim runner who will be a high, very high level lob threat. He's he's got a burgeoning pick and pop game that looks like he'll be ready to go in his mid twenties. He's an elite shot walker. He rebounds. His motor running constantly. At the end of the day, though, Lively's relatively limited offensively in terms of creation, and it's certainly not. It's not a certain at this stage that he's going to guard at a strong enough level away from the basket to where he can give a versatile scheme. scheme he can give scheme versatility beyond being a drop defender and ball screens.
1: Yeah. The way they make it seem is like, yeah, block at 10,
0: <laughs> 11 Torquavian Smith. We remember this yeah. guy. He was balling. He would have been a first, a late first round pick in this year's draft, but coming back, if he has a, averages, the same numbers, 18.3, Points on 40% from three on nine attempts per game, he's going to be a guy who's going to be a lottery pick easily. Right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Next up, Anthony Black. He's a six foot seven point guard who literally could be arguably a more athletic and a more polished Josh Giddy. Or, uh, you know what? I take that back. He could be a taller version. Actually, he could be a combination of Josh Giddy and Tyrese Halliburton combined. Cool. Next up, Grady Dick. I don't think Grady Dick is gonna leave KU after one year. He's not gonna be playing that much. We don't really play him. And Grady Dick, I love him. He's six foot seven. He's got legitimate tools. He's athletic. But Grady Dick, you're more of a Christian Brown. You're gonna go in the twenties, bro. If you do, and <laughs> you're not gonna you're staying at KU for two to three years. I'm sorry. We're not so, Grady. I, I hope to see you go in the draft in twenty twenty five.
1: He's gonna find you on campus tomorrow and be like, "Fuck you,
0: Grady Dick, <laughs> suck my dick." Oh. <laughs> One, I, I actually had a friend who bumped into him the other day. I hang out. I'm actually a lot like chiller with the football players though. Used to sell them weed.
1: <laughs>
0: Freshman year. I like that's how I like a bunch of them on snap or like a few of them transferred. Like my one boy who's like legit. He plays for he's a starter at Auburn. He's a dog. Dylan Mitchell from Texas. I'm not a huge fan of his, but you know he's an athlete. He doesn't he doesn't have a great jumper, but he could develop into you know a poor man's version of Patrick Williams. Arthur Kaluma going to Creighton. And he's a bit older, but this guy could be like an undersized five, four. Like I think he's a power forward. Uh six, seven, strong rebounder, super long, rebounds well. It's really just like he needs to shoot. He hit under 30% from three last year. Kellen Ware. This is a guy who supposedly him and Derek Lively are like, you know, fighting for the top, top pick. You know anything about him? No, and I'm also very bored. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> so, Kellen Ware right there, Amari ba- Bailey, the guy that who was banging? Oh, Drake was banging his mom. And then Leonard, <laughs> Mill- <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Miller. <laughs> Leonard, Miller. <laughs> Leonard Miller. Remember, he was the one that his uh, Drake took his mom to the Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers stadium and banged oh, her geez. on the fucking. He supposedly, I heard that he took him onto home plate and he just dogged her right there. On home plate for the Could Choppers
1: to see. <laughs> Live in game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Arnie, he 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 bunted with his cock. <laughs> uh, Leonard Miller, who was that? We literally, I was hyping up Leonard Miller. Then he dropped out of the draft. He's playing in the G League at night. Chris Murray, twin brother of Keegan Murray, he'll fill up there. Kylan Flip Flip Popowski can't say that guy's name
1: top Oops, 5 for
0: group supposedly he could be like you know a Lowry marketing and Christoph Porzingis mix you got Colby Jones i really he was a guy who could have gone late first this past year he's like the ultimate glue guy Andre Jackson i really don't know anything about him let me hear your thoughts down below then we got over here Julian Strother, same thing he was somebody who's supposed to be really good he was higher on the board but he's kind of fallen Harrison Ingram He was going to be a borderline first-round pick. Looks like he's still a borderline first-round pick. He was a disaster last year, shooting 27% from the field in his final seven games. Matthew Cleveland, don't know much about him. Terrence uh, Arsenio, Arsenio, don't know much about him. Marcus Sasser, Sasser, he almost transferred to KU and he chose Houston, so fuck him. Jamie Jacquez, UCLA, big boy, can play defense. He's just not that athletic. He sprained both ankles, I think, at one point. And Caleb Lug, he he was a dog until KU dicked him down in the championship game and Tyrese Hunter at six foot from Texas. Oh my goodness. How awful was that?
1: Oh, after like four, it's pretty tough.
0: All right. We're it's doing a tough
1: clip up here.
0: It will be a tough. Well, that one will be easy. We've just just
1: to- we talked about like two fucking topics so far, did it?
0: well at least that one will be easy all you have to do is find the start of that clip and just clip it to the end and then you're done and that's like a 20 minute video watch that be the, like the most viewed video we've ever gotten and it was <laughs> oh no it will be it'll be a mock draft i'm telling you that video will be like 30 thousand views <laughs> like i'm not even kidding if that
1: video gets 30 thousand views i'll give you the 28 bucks <laughs> okay
0: thank you <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. I did try to power through that bitch. All right. Now we're at the point. Will Joel Embiid ever win an MVP? And with the current (laughs) Philadelphia 76ers roster, can they win a championship? I guess in a two year window. He fucking better at some point win an MVP. I mean, (laughs) okay. okay.
1: 11.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, 1.1 steals, 1.5 blocks, 30% from downtown. Like,
0: but oh, so wait, wait 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 wait. He
1: would have he would be back to back MVPs right now if uh Nikola Jokic didn't exist.
0: So this is where I want to go over here and give me one second. I want to see how Okay, we'll go to the Athletic. I want to see their they have tiers rankings of who's in front. Okay. So Giannis, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, James Harden, Kawhi, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry. James Hart, wait, I already said. So, wait, I'm trying to think of like, if you think of this, who in front of KD, like, KD's not going to win another. LeBron's not going to win another. Steph Curry's not going to win another. So, you got Giannis, Luca, Trey, Jaw. Who else is he competing against? Um, Because you got to think of the guys who are coming up behind them, right?
1: When I look at MVPs, I I more so think about who else is on the team. Um, And that's my issue with Joel is they're loaded.
0: So So you can't win MVP? No, I'm
1: not saying that. I'm just saying, like, if somebody else – like Jokic had nobody last year. He had no star at all, and he got him as a secure lock into the playoffs.
0: Giannis had has other people, and he's won it.
1: Well, yeah. And so was LeBron, and so was KD. And I'm just saying, like, it's a little bit harder because, like, if if like Jod drops let like it, I don't know if Harden goes twenty five eight and ten next season. Like it, it's kind of hard to give it to Joel. Like
0: even also, if Joel averages thirty and fifteen, yeah, they would have so to have like a seventy win. It's just win. harder.
1: It's just harder in my opinion to do so,
0: that. So right here, I'm going to list off a few guys. So Devin Booker, John Morant, Trey Young, Luca Don three. Luka Doncic, Giannis, Nikola Jokic. Uh, who else could we put in there? Uh, I'm trying to think of any other young guys. Is there any other young guys that, that, like, would be able to compete for this? Maybe Jason Tatum. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's in there. I think Trey Young has a better shot than Donovan Mitchell. Definitely. I think Anthony Edwards in a few years yeah. will be there. I think. If he can't, hmm. I don't know if you're throwing Cat. I, I would it's think Anthony really Edwards. I don't think he had words way before Cat, but I think who else, one of the young guys, either Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, or, yeah. you know, there's all those young guys who Dame. are going to, yeah, Scotty Barnes, Dame, like there's so many people that are going to be putting up with Joel and like, I just think already Joel is going to have to fight off Giannis and Nicole Jokic on a yearly basis as the other two big guys technically, yeah, I'm,
1: they in order for Joe to win MVP, I don't think too much. I don't think anything is too far. 10 people, I want. Oh, really? Hell yeah. yeah. Whoever's in here right now and has PayPal, let me know. Comment, yes.
0: Um, yeah, giveaway.
1: Yeah, we're doing a giveaway here at the end. Um, I would say they need probably the first seed, and he probably needs to play what he did this year. What did he play? 66 games, 68, 68 games this season. And put up similar stats, and that's something he's definitely capable of. I really liked how much more passing Joel Embiid was in this year. You know, he's always been like a solid passer for his size, but, I mean, 4.2 assists per game for Joel Embiid is – I mean, that's a, that's a that's a number right there. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in the next year or two. And if I had to put money on if Joel Embiid would win an MVP, I'd, I'd go yeah.
0: I'd go yeah. I think Joel – Has three years to do it. The next three years, he's 28. I think this is the three-year window, and I personally think Joel, he needs that. If if he's gonna have James Harden averaging 20 points a night, and either Tyrese or Tobias averaging close to 20 each, I think he needs to average again like 30, 31 points a night, close to like 13 rebounds. Again, dish out four assists, get a steal night, and get close to that one, you know, 1.5 two blocks a night. Le- and he could right do it. there yeah no i i I, I just years, think yeah, i like it he has a three-year window that he can win in the next three years if he doesn't win it i don't think he'll ever win it and he has to be a guy especially if he's going to have all the like you said a loaded team around him he's going to have to put up ridiculous stats and carry his team to like the best record in the nba to win it because look we we're giving devin booker You know what? He can't use a top four, or he was top MVP candidate this past year. Yeah, Devin Booker. Yeah, and Devin Booker averaged 26.8, five rebounds, five assists, a steal a night, and half a block. And
1: He's he's really good, but he's not MVP yet to me.
0: I and I was about to say one of the reasons why he was an MVP candidate, I believe, is due to the fact that he put up such good stats on a loaded team that was the best record in the NBA. Right? Yeah. 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 So I think that was the only reason Devin, Bo- like he was good, but like like you said, the best, and Thomas Perry just said, best record in the NBA, I think is the best, is the good thing. Being the leading scorer and having really efficient and really good stats with being the best record in the NBA is how Joel is going to do yep. it. 100%. I just, I just get, th- and also we're, we do have to mention this and I don't want to mention it because. It's some. It's been a theme. Joel, you need to play seventy games at least. He's never played he's more never than known sixty. Never that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he's been getting better, but through six seasons, it's crazy to think he's only played six seasons, and he's been yeah. in the NBA for. I guess this is going to be his ninth or eighth year in the NBA. Um, for me, you just sit here. Yeah. Um, Carl Malone played. So basically,
1: he could technically get – with 68 games, he could technically get there because uh, two years ago, Giannis only played 63 games that year. But he was so – I mean, he was really good. The Bucks were really good. I mean, they won it. Um, and it was also a COVID year. So actually, that might disqualify Giannis. So never mind. But LeBron won it with 62 games in 2012. Karl Malone won it in 99 with only 49 games.
0: I think they all had the best record in the NBA, though. 100%. 100%. So I think, yeah.
1: But that's like it, Philly is so good this year that that's, I 100% that's achievable. Can see that happening. Yeah.
0: Doc Rivers just doesn't have to be a bum.
1: I think, yeah, for me, it's, I don't think they'll do have you, any clash personalities or any drama like that. But, you know, stay do you think Doc
0: Rivers place. holds this team back to a degree?
1: um i think when you got this much talent no i think you think about all the other
0: teams how much talent he had he's underachieved with all the talent he's coached yeah definitely like those clipper those clippers teams
1: i mean they couldn't stay healthy clippers couldn't stay healthy and what's been Um, the theme with
0: these sixers they couldn't stay healthy
1: more hard and can't stay healthy for me. Well,
0: this has been one season, but it's the last whole time year. Embiid's whole t- run, you know, with the, the Jimmy Butler run with J.J. Redick and all the runs they've had, yeah. they still haven't been able to stay healthy that whole team. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid suffered or- or- orbital fractures, I think, on both sides of his face. <sighs> this is not sound fun. Yeah, no, it's it, Damn bro, must
1: not like Doc at all.
0: <laughs> I no, like I, Doc. I don't
1: like him. I don't think he's like one of the best coaches of all time, but I'm definitely yeah. give him some credit when it's due. Like, I plus you know is he the most talented? Definitely not. He's definitely no. He's a good had coach. A lot of good rosters, but
0: yeah, like he's not a good player. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he he's a good players coach, but I think you know more than I've read into it, and even Luke when we had him on the other day, he said it best doc rivers for the amount of talent he's coached like if you look at his boston he took those boston celtics teams to only two finals he never he had those lob city clippers never took them to a western conference mm-hmm. or an nba finals like you i kind of or even the tracy mcgrady orlando magic he coached never some people
1: definitely say he has had the best possibly the best Grant Hill, Trace McGrady, Paul Pierce, Kevin Arnett, Ray Allen, yeah. John Ronald, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, all and Ben Simmons, James Harden. That's thirteen all NBA level players. Hall of
0: Fame, Hall of Famers. Yeah. Thirteen Hall of Famers. And That's he's crazy. only and he's only won it once.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, Doc Coach Shaq?
0: Yeah, Doc Coach Shaq with the, oh, and like, the Celtics. The very end.
1: Tail end, yeah. So I don't really count that, but
0: yeah. So yeah, no, and yeah. What's runs just said, agree he's fumbled a lot of backs. He should have won more than he has. Um, it's. Do you think this I, is the last year for Doc? If Doc, if they don't do well this year, definitely. do you think they fire they fire Doc? Because I think they they give James Harden and Joel. You know, I think like we said, I think this is a three year window they're giving them. But I think mm, if okay. if Doc fumbles the bag this year again, I could see Doc just being the, the scapegoat for this season if they if they struck. I think regard if they want, don't win a championship this year, Doc's being fired. Unless they lose in the finals. Yeah, we'll we'll see
1: what happens. Um, you need health from Embiid and Harden. Harden's only missed less than sixty games once in his whole career. So he just plays, he just you know puts his head down and grinds through the pain. I don't know if he's definitely, uh, he's getting close to the hot seat. I don't know if he's on the hot seat quite yet, but we'll see. A lot of it's going to determine how they finish the year in the playoffs.
0: No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And it it is interesting to think about how this is all playing out, but yeah, no, definitely. I, I do want Joel to win an MVP and I think, it's almost sad how Joel's career has played out in the sense that every time something good happens, somebody gets hurt or some sort of drama happens or he gets hurt. Yeah,
1: it's been a tough couple of years.
0: But yeah, it's been yeah. so close so many times. So many, so many times. All right. Did you want to do your, the DeAndre Hunter, John Collins talk or are you good?
1: Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, real quick, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins need to step up. End the story. <laughs> <laughs> Bang!
0: Bang! There you go.
1: <laughs> I mean, no one on the planet Earth who watches the Atlanta Hawks is going to say, oh, you know what? I think, you know, I think that it's okay.
0: I think you're. a hater. I think it's okay.
1: Now that they have Dejounte Murray. DeJounte Murray. I don't need them to, I don't need DeAndre Hunter to drop the 20 he was dropping in the playoffs, but I do need him to be healthy. And John Collins, I would like to see you score on your own without getting lobbed to Trey, but you know, everyone else seems to disagree with me on that one, so um, I need a lot more from John Collins, actually. But now that you have DeJounte Murray, you don't I, like it puts it alleviates a lot of pressure to me for these two cats that they'll just be a good team but if you want to win a championship a championship
0: 12 people
1: I'm gonna need a lot more from both of them
0: I just think they're capable dog- of it John Collins needs to play like the guy he was two years ago. DeAndre Hunter needs to play like either playoff version of himself or the guy that we saw in 17 games two years ago as well. We need these guys. They're fine defensively. But, I mean, John Collins sometimes disappears on the defensive side. But this is a team that isn't that bad. Now, DeJounte and DeAndre – with DeJounte, DeAndre Hunter and John Collins now become arguably the fourth – Third and fourth options on this team. And I think Clint Capella, Hunter, and Collins need, and Murray need to set the defensive tone and the defensive culture that the Hawks have lacked for the previous four seasons.
1: Okay.
0: You like that? I really just think we need John Collins. You need to come out here and at least average 15-10 in a block and a steal a night while shooting close to 37%, 38% from three, while shooting 50-plus percent from the field. you are good. We don't need you to be a 20-point scorer. Hunter, you need to average like 15 points as well while shooting at least 36 from three and being an efficient player who can be like their glue guy as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't think that they're a championship player uh team I'm not worried about I mean I guess theoretically they could get there I'm not worried about them doing that but it's um you know more of a slower process like they're almost like the I don't want to compare them to the Kings that's just like disrespectful but John Collins as much crap as I give him I mean you just everything you're saying um you know they're definitely better with John Collins than without John Collins I agree and it's, you know, you just keep doing your thing, man. Just keep doing your thing. Maybe a little bit more efficient. I think that having DeJounte Murray, another playmaker on your team, is going to help it a lot. And I think it's going to alleviate a lot of the, the pressure off of him. And so I think he could have definitely a very good season. But um, long-term Atlanta, you know, they need to do an, not another DeJounte, but, like, you kind of need somebody to, to break out into – a rising star, in my opinion. You don't need three stars on a championship team, but you're going to need that supporting piece like that, um, you know, that Drew Holiday on Milwaukee. You're just going to need kind of that – like a specializer, but you know what I'm saying? you got DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. You can win any basketball game, but you just need somebody else to kind of stay. It might be John Collins. Everybody that they have right now, I'd say John Collins. So –
0: yeah, no, I agree. And I agree with what Thomas saying is Murray and Trey combined are just gonna find a bunch of openings for Hunter and Collins to have success and be able to take advantage of the 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 plays and create you know being able to create for them because the problem with Collins and Hunter is that they're not shot creators, they need somebody to create for them.
1: Yeah. I have so many issues with Clint Capella. I've just never really thought you could win with Clint Capella on your I roster. Think-
0: they're gonna and phase,
1: I, th- yeah. They have to start phasing him out. This is his last season. I would definitely start phasing him out
0: and phasing in Onyeka Kongo.
1: Hundred percent, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think if that's he can what just if
1: he can just not foul too, he's like.
0: That's he's what we literally said. Capable, it. yeah. Because if he doesn't foul, then we can keep him on the floor in the fourth quarter to close out games. Like All right, better. right there. We did the hawk segment. We hit everything we wanted on the nail and included a twenty-minute draft. That wasn't too bad, you know. That Hawks, I like. I like Chad Hawks. I'm. am sorry, um, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Die in a fucking hole. Well, Jackson. I don't know why I said well, but all right. That's it for me. Um, okay.
1: You know. You know what? There are 13 people in here. Which is that? that Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen, so 15. people here right now. So I'm gonna go do a line of cocaine, and then when I get back, we are going. No. But if anyone has PayPal and you want $28, the first freaking person to make this happen, I will send you $28. All episode, I've been saying, who has PayPal? Who has PayPal? No one has said anything. If you just say, yes, I have PayPal and you have PayPal, you could get $28. I know it's not a lot of money, but it's $28. And, you know, I want to stick to my word. Like, you know, there's 15 people in here and I guess no one has PayPal. I don't want to do quick pay because then it gets into my, you know, I don't want people to get my phone number. I'm banned on Venmo.
0: All right. My girlfriend's about to pull up. We went down eleven. Uh or yeah, go to Venmo. <laughs> just follow us. I don't even know. I gotta take a shit before my girlfriend gets here. If you and DM the NBA show YouTube on
1: Twitter, I'll give you twenty eight dollars. That's it.
0: Yeah, hit up there. If you enjoyed today's show, like and subscribe, be a friend. We also just fell from fifteen to thirteen to eleven to eight. So all right, yeah. I'm out of okay. here. Yes. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, the numbers are going back up. So we're doing something right. Hell yeah. All right. See you tomorrow. If we if you build it, oh. they will come. True. Bye.